Oh, it's happening again. It's happening once again. Episode 3 the Punchy Panda Podcast. How's everybody doing? It's Mark Keith. Keep good Keith on Twitter. You can always shoot out your requests, comments, concerns, anything you want me to talk about. All on Twitter. Keep good Keith. Thank you so much for listening today. We're going to cover a lot. It's going to be so much going to be coming out today. <sighs> This week was chock full of news. I was hoping nothing ridiculous was going to come out by the end of the week, but it looks like it always does, and such it does. I held out on, on that podcast a little bit, but here we go. I do want to note for you guys, there's going to be a, a two special podcasts that are going to be dropping for you guys um, in between Mon- um, Sunday and Monday, I believe. They're going to be covering all the information on Bellator in Hawaii, both events. And, of course, the final UFC on Fox. So that's going to be very exciting. So look forward to those in the coming days. Right now, we're going to jump right into things. And why not get controversial? We're going to cover the fallout from the 233 being canceled. So at the beginning of the week, we had Ariel Hawani and Luke Thomas doing their duty as MMA media. And getting some interviews done with Kamaru Usman. Kind of being on a back burner a little bit, to be honest. But we had a lot of information coming out from Kobe and a lot of information coming out from Ben Askren and the champion Tyron Woodley, who flat out said on Monday, I'm not cleared by my doctors. The UFC doctors want me to fight, but I need my own second opinion, which is completely understandable, you know, being a fighting champion as he is. But looks like. Kobe Covington had two different opponents, as we heard, Kamaru Usman, um, Marty Usman, and also Ben Askren. Ben Askren's already set to fight Robbie Lawler. I'll get to that a little bit later. But it looks like he wanted to hold out for the quote-unquote money fight. Glad those days are over. You guys remember that? People were talking about money fights every other day. How time flies. But... I, I will not say due to the exponential circumstances in the welterweight division, but due to the UFC's inability to contract a main event headliner and keep his champions in a great rotation, we've, uh, we've of course, come to the cancellation of UFC 233. Again, another cancellation in Anaheim, California. Good news for Bellator. They're going to go unopposed in that market, but we've lose a lot of fights got moved around. Couple of notable ones. We have, of course, the Askren Lawler bout, which we know we have a date for, which is going to be on March 3rd. I have all the moved dates and the bout dates on Twitter at Keep Good Keith. So it's just so many fights that just got moved. So just go to uh, my Twitter page if you guys wanted more information on bouts that have been moved. If you're really looking forward to those fights or if you're in that market and you're looking forward to going to that event. So, like I said before, Askren versus Lawler, one of the most important fights on there. Um, one of the fights that I was looking forward to in the strawweight division, um, Cynthia Calvillo versus Courtney Casey is also getting moved. Figueroa versus um, Joseph Benavidez is going to be moved to the February 17th card, I believe. So um, look out for those high-profile fights in those divisions. Um, um, 
I might as well give you guys the good with the bad. So with the good, we have a fight announcement for um, the ESPN show in Fortaleza, Brazil. That's going to be on the February 17th. Same card as um, Figueroa versus Benavidez, I believe. We have Aldo. Jose Aldo, greatest featherweight champion of all time, facing Hanato Moicano, and it looks like it's going to be a title eliminator. Um, with all, you know, with all sights pointing to Frankie Edgar getting the next title shot. You know, if he gets injured again, or you know, something weird happens, we know Frankie Edgar will take a fight. So one of these guys will be able to jump right on in. Very excited about that, and I'm very excited about the development of featherweights in brazil that's going to be a very important fight it's going to be in front of their home audience and it should be great it's going to hopefully do great numbers on espn everyone likes us to see a former champion Josie Otto's coming off of that wonderful dramatic and emphatic win against jeremy stevens that body shot i can just i'm just thinking about it through my head it's reverberating through my body it was amazing so with that performance and you know Moicano looking consistent of course he had that hiccup against brian ortega but he was winning that fight before he got choked out we never know what could happen we never know that could happen Again, we could not give you the good without the bad because yet again, Dominic Cruz has had to pull out of a fight. Yes, Dominic Cruz will not be fighting John Lineker. He had to pull out from an injury. I cannot remember what it was. Um, but that is very, very, very bad for the feather, for the Bantamweight division and for the rankings. Now, in my opinion, he's the greatest featherweight Dominic Cruz there is. He's the greatest bantamweight champion in history. With that said, we can't hold him at number two, and he's only fought seven times in the last three years. And three of those fights were in the same year. These things have to come up. We have to know when it's time to move the torch, push him back down. I remember when he fought against the Kid Mitsugaki, he was number ten. I we can't hold him at number two for two for you know two years. We cannot do that. It's not fair to John Lineker. It's not fair to Havel um a Sun Sal and it's not fair to Marlon Marias. It's not fair to those guys who are trying to get a title shot but just can't crack that number one or number two position because the champions who are losing, by the way, coming off of losses, are not moving out of those rankings. But who cares about the rankings? Who knows anything about those things anyway? I don't know. It just seems that in between the rankings and in between the UFC not being able to make fights and canceling events, things are just very, very chaotic at this moment in the UFC. Um, I wish Tyron Woodley speedy recovery. I believe since we did not hear from him and the event was canceled, that he has not been cleared to fight. So hopefully he'll be able to recover soon. Maybe he can headline that March card. Of course, speedy recovery to Dominic Cruz. He was just coming off of an injury. Now he has another injury. So hopefully he gets um, healed up soon. And of course, heart goes out to all the fans of Anaheim who lost another event. The UFC will come back. They gave you guys Jones Cormier too, so they're going to repay you guys somehow. I mean, personally, these wolf tickets are getting a little scarce, and the fans are going to respond. And the market is going to determine if they return again. But I, I believe that the UFC will at least make this event right.
Because at the end of the day, this is poor management. This is too many cards and not enough stars. And these are things that the UFC has to be worried about. These are independent contractors who are looking to get fights. Like we said, we had two people. We had Ben Askren looking to fight. We have people out there looking to fight. We have Aldo looking to fight. We have multiple people that were on that card that now have been moved around that were looking to fight. But due to the UFC's mismanagement, they now have to shuffle the deck. And it only hurts us fans in the end. But I just hope that at the end, something positive comes up from this travesty. And hopefully the ESPN show... Um, the first one and the second one get boosted up by this, but I'm not going to be optimistic about it. Keep good Keith on Twitter. You can always send me your responses, your comments, anything you want me to talk about. Always proxy Pharaoh. Keep good Keith on Twitter. I want to get into something that I want to um, call a segment called off the hook. Um, Three big stories in MMA that involves people that, you know, normally get the bad eye. But we're going to allow them, at least in my eyes, to say, you know, you're off the hook. All MMA media and all MMA fans will look at them as, you know, demonized, dark. But right now, I'm going to let them off the hook. They've exonerated themselves in my eyes. First one off the hook is going to be John Jones. Believe it or not, he had another hearing. Another one. With the um, California State Athletic Commission to become a licensed fighter, all things would accord in a plan. Some commissioner wanted him to go through additional texts through the um, voluntary anti-doping agency, which is kind of ludicrous after all he had to go through. Even the head of the um, California Commission thought that the USADA process was too long. So it looks like no one, everyone believes that John Jones didn't do it. Dane Cormier is crazy. And he is off the hook in my book. Number two, this off the hook is we're gonna say we're gonna say it's gonna be Usada slash Brock Lesnar off the hook. Um, there's been a lot of reports coming out that Brock Lesnar's tests are missing. They're gone. They have been administered. They have been recorded, but now they're no longer available on the website. Usada has since come out said there was a clerical error and that there's been an investigation into understanding why the tests aren't submitted. But they do note that he was tested on those days and that that information was logged. But where is it? Who knows? Something that we probably won't be able to find out anytime soon. Or maybe we'll figure this out in another 15 months if it's all about USADA. In another place I want to let off the hook, of course, these are all Bad PR stories, which I said, that's why I mentioned all the black eyes. Another one I want to let off the hook is um, the members of Bloody Elbow. Turns out that one of their um, freelance writers was a disgusting piece of shit. And I'll leave it at that. You can always go look into the story if you want to find out more about that disgusting piece of shit that I will not name. But the wonderful editorial staff there wrote an amazing piece looking to um, show an amenity. And it distance themselves from that disgusting piece of shit. So I will let them off the hook on this case as well. One more thing that I found that was very interesting in the world of mixed martial arts was commentators. Michael Bisbing, 
was recently on Joe Rogan's podcast. Looks like that's something that they've been trying to do for a long time. It was a great episode, very entertaining. Learned a little bit about the count that I didn't know before. And it also came out that Jimmy Smith's contract has expired with the UFC. Looks like they gave him a short run, maybe a trial period, so to speak. Or maybe that, you know, that dollar was very, very high. UFC will cut you for the dollar, save Northcut. I mean Jimmy Smith. So it comes to tell you it once it, it was shown to me at least from the information that I got that they would rather take a chance on Michael Bisping who's had a very little commentary experience, you know, the contender series, but he's a big name in the world of mixed martial arts and the UFC, you know, he's very recognizable, he's very brash, and he has an accent. They have very few accents on the tape, on the booth right now. They'll take that over somebody that's tried, true, and, you know, heavily vouched for. Jimmy Smith has been commentating for, you know, as long as I've been watching mixed martial arts, and he's always done a very good job. You know, he's not, I wouldn't say he's the best commentator out there, but at the end of the day, do I think he deserves to be a part of the UFC rotation? 150%. Do I think they'll pay him what he believes he deserves to be a part of the rotation? That's a completely different story. Now, where does he go from the UFC? You know, one championship is looking to have a presence um, on TNT. Uh, or Bleacher Report. I'm. I didn't. I don't want to want to report it just yet because it it seems as if that the um, one championship is going to have a three year deal with um, TNT and Turner Broadcasting. But it's uh, with, well, as I dig deeper, it looks like more of it's going to be a an online streaming platform for Bleacher Report, and that they're going to replay hour cut segments of the shows on TNT probably in the middle of the night when no one's paying attention or in between Supernatural and Charmed. So it turns out that uh, the deal is not that exciting. I, like I said, one championship is very um, beard scratchy. You know, I'm not really sure where to hang my hat on them just yet. So I have to see how those things come out. But they've had a lot of, you know, big name sign with them and I think Jimmy Smith is another big name that is out there and that would definitely help their commentary staff bolster up so at least that's definitely a home for him he could always go back to Bellator they'll I'm pretty sure they'll um welcome back with open arms but that was very interesting to me that you know the the star and the former champion versus the tried true veteran what they value more Obviously, with all the cancellations and all the, um, you know, the shows being, you know, too cumbersome, it turns out that, you know, all they need to do is sell sell these shows. That's the only thing they're looking to do is make sure that these shows get sold and that everything can go out without a hitch. As far as the production, it looks like they're cutting back on a little bit of that in order to, I don't know, maybe pay off a loan. It's come and do. Or maybe they have to pay off these fighters who don't want to fight. I don't know, but I think losing Jimmy Smith is a big mistake, and hopefully they renew his contract soon. Keep good, keep on Twitter. You can always mention me, give me your responses, your thoughts on the show, anything you want me to cover. 
I'm going to get into some new fight announcements that I'm very excited about. We have the return of uh, 155 Cowboy. Uh, Cerrone is going to be fighting um, the new gun, um, Anthony Hernandez, I believe his name is. He's so new. I think he's only had three UFC fights, and he's already fighting someone as high tied as Cowboy Cerrone. I remember he finished um, Benny Darius, so I know he is an all-around good fighter. So that's a very interesting test for Cowboy and, and sits with his moniker, fight anyone, anytime, anywhere. So I'm very interested in that. Also, coming off of the um, Bellator middleweight, I'm sorry, welterweight Grand Prix, we have Koreshkov versus um, Lorenz Larkin. And that looks like an interesting contest as well. We also have the opponent for Gabby Garcia. Um, all I know is I definitely cannot pronounce her name. She has former MMA experience, so that's good. And she's a world kickboxing champion. So at least Gabby should be tested on the feet. No more just throwing hands at an old lady. So I'm very excited about that as well on the horizon. Gabby and Floyd, New Year's. What could be more exciting about that, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to switch gears to the Western world. We're going to some information coming out of Japan and in the anime world. Speaking of something that I am most excited about and that you probably already know about, the PvP is live in Pokemon Go. You can now battle, if you're um, any level now, you can battle the three gym leaders, not even your own gym leader, for your respective teams, and you can battle your ultra and best friends. Anywhere or scan a QR code to battle someone that is near. It is very, very interesting. I battled like 20 times, lost every round. So that's not good for the record. But it's very interesting. It's still tap style, so nothing innovative there. But I'm interested to see different strategies that come out this and hopefully some maybe even some type of competitive scene. As well, sticking with Pokemon, we have the release date for Mewtwo Shri um, Strikes Back again. It's going to be coming out July 2019. Um, not very much information about it, but it seems to be a sequel of the very first Pokemon movie. So that should be very that should be very cool, and I'm very excited about that. Hopefully, we get that Mega Mewtwo Z. Uh oh. Or maybe we get Mew 3. Who knows? Um, of course, we're going to also stick with anime movies. We have the wonderful and well and uh, well anticipated new work from Shinkai. From Shinkai. Makoto Shinkai, the creator of Your Name, one of the top anime movies of all all time and it's going to be titled weather girl weather girl is going to be releasing sometime next year we don't have a lot of information on it but a small synopsis talks about a high school kid joining a, a cult magazine in a city where it's always raining and there's a girl who has the ability to stop the rain so that seems very interesting again your name very big fan of i was Always wondering what was going to come up next from that. And hopefully, and hopefully, it's well-recepted. And they did um, hint on a, um international release as well. So that will be coming to the United States. So hopefully we don't have to wait that long for it. 
again, very excited, very pumped about that. So one thing I did want to take a little bit of time to dive into is Jump Force, a game that I haven't really discussed on the podcast just yet, but I'm very excited about it. If you aren't aware, for some odd reason, Jump Force is a collaboration of all the main characters from Shonen Jump titled Manga. So, um, as far as announced characters, we have Hunter X Hunter characters, Hisoka, Gon, Kilua. We have Yu Hakusho's characters, Toguro, and Yusuke. We have Saint Seiya characters. We also have Naruto um, Bleach characters and Luffy from One Piece. So they have the big three well represented. But one thing that um, really stood out to me and one thing that has been really prevalent in fighting video games, especially moving forward, has been um, DLCs, downloadable content. Everyone wants to have their character in the game. And the creators have the ability to put any character into the game, but they can only release certain characters upon release date. So, I originally thought they took fan interest and weighed those options against creating new characters at um, during later in development. But it turns out, that some developers are, you know, of course, there's always hype characters that come out in various games. Of course, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate just came out, and they're um, sifting through the characters that they hope for the DLC as well, and also unlocking characters. But it very shocked me that Jump Force would include Ashta from Black Clover. Um, and it's its main roster. It was um, released earlier that Ashta was going to be joining Jump Force. And a part of me is... Surprised because there's many um, original veteran characters that haven't been released yet. Um, Josuke from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure comes to mind, especially. But at the same time, this game was coming out in 2019. There's many people who have not fell in love with the original story of JoJo. Like they have with Black Clover. It's very recent. It's very new. He's the main character from that show. So it actually seems that instead of making him a downloadable content, making the downloadable content something that people would want to get, they decided to put him in the main series. To make the main series something that people who are maybe not so recognizable to older and iconic Jump Force, um, certain Jump characters, to have something fresh and something in their forefront in their mind because everyone knows the big three but outside of the big three the waters get a little muddy you know we have Yu Hakusho there we have Saint Seiya there forever but then you know as far as we're talking about the top top manga most of them were you know around 10 years old so they chose someone more recent they chose someone relevant and I, I do like that it also allows me to dive into Black Clover. I've watched the first episode, and it wasn't the you know it wasn't amazing. I didn't hate it. It was, I would say, it was a successful episode. I would say that I was well entertained. But um, I'm gonna leave it to you guys, um, fellow listeners. Um, hit me up at Keep Good Keith on Twitter. Uh, let me. Let me know what you think of Black Clover. Let me know if you like it as a manga or anime more. I am uh I do watch both 
medium so either one is better i am um, wrapping up on the promised neverland so i do need something else to read so i'll probably pick it up as a manga before i um take the time and invest in the anime once again but um let me know if you guys have any thoughts who your favorite character is on black clover and who would you like to see in jump force as well Keep good, Keith on Twitter. We made it. Proxy Pharaoh. You know me. Create content for you guys. Giving you what I feel. It's my raw heart, soul, and love for all things MMA and all things anime. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Look out for my Bellator Hawaii special. That's going to be dropping next week as well. As far as, as well as UFC on Fox information. And all of the latest and greatest information coming out of the land of the rising sun. Japan. Punchy Panda Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Again, I love your feedback. I'm new to this. I'm really looking for you guys to give me any insight. Anything you want me to add, change. If you want me to switch up the format. Maybe talk about the anime in the middle. And t- um, talk about MMA towards the end. Just let me know what you guys want. And I'll be happy to give it to you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Punchy Panda Podcast. Touch you guys later. Punch up.